0: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
1: It is ATL Day Ones. I am Jarvis. That is Tanitra. It is a Monday, a magic city. Oh, never mind. No, a a magical Monday. (laughs) It is a magical Monday right here. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to start the show off like that. Please forgive me. We want to welcome you in to uh, ATL Day Ones, a part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and we want to definitely thank you for making ATL Day Ones. Your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, leave us a five-star review. I will wonder about you if you don't leave us a five-star review. Like, what are you (laughs) paying attention to? What are you listening to to not think that we're great? Well, um, appreciate you for doing that. And also, uh, we got a lot of good stuff on board for today. The ATL Day ones took a road trip this weekend with Falcons (laughs) Minicamp. We're gonna talk about that also is desmond ritter the guy we're gonna get into that discussion and also and for the culture man albert pujol has got a chance to do something that he's never done before he was on the mound we'll get into all of that but first we got to start with the atlanta falcons they had Falcon um, rookie minicamp over the weekend on Friday and Saturday. Um, the rookies got a chance to talk to the media, Tanitra, and and I think the like just from once they actually started practice, mm-hmm. I think one of my the biggest impression for me is just like Drake London is really big. Like like when I saw him out on the field, the first thing that came to mind was a guy that played. Down there at Georgia Tech over there in the flats, and and then he ended up being drafted by by the Detroit Lions. I was like, this dude is r- really big, like almost like like I remember the first time I, I actually saw Cam Newton in person, mm-hmm. and I just looked how wide this dude is. Yeah. Like I'm 6'5", five, ain't no little dude. For those you don't know, I'm probably about 6'5", right around three sixty five right now. You know, so I'm getting in shape. I'm I'm, I'm getting my working my way down, but mm-hmm. And I, I'm a pretty big guy, yeah. and I know that. But it takes a certain type of dude for me to feel like or the words to come out of my mouth and say, that's a pretty big guy, and that's exactly what Drake London did for me when I first saw him on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I'd say the same. I am pushing 5'11", and always have on four-inch heels, so figure that. Indeed. So for him, <laughs> yeah, for him to feel massive to me as well is is – that's a statement, but yeah, Drake London. Well, it's like we asked Coach Arthur Smith about, and he kind of low key admitted it, but didn't want cancel culture out there. Yeah, when you no. cause <laughs> like six out of like seven of his receivers, when you go kind of you know um, too deep down the depth chart, if you will, maybe even a little bit here, three deep, and almost everyone is six two at a minimum, and almost everyone is two ten at a minimum. Yeah, you right. have. a it's no different than a, a, a girl who has her type or a guy who has his type. Coach, you can have your type too. And that's not a bad type. That's a big body build. Some you know is about, some of it is even there's some speed there. Others of it is just I'm going to power you, overpower you, and get to this ball. So, yeah, very encouraging and exciting to see Drake London. And, of course, for me, I was always going to be looking to see what Arnold M.K.T. was doing. I don't care if all the dude did was lace up. Like for real, I just wanted to see somebody who was was committed to edge rushing. Are you gonna lay, you laced up? Okay, we're good. But also one of the takeaways I had was conversation and uh, don't wanna get too deep into it. So I'm just gonna make it a high level comment about Desmond Ritter and John Fitzpatrick, Tyler Algier, all of whom spoke on Saturday along with AK. And one of the things that John Fitzpatrick even talked about was having a little sneak peek into what workouts look like because at georgia it was as intense as what he saw in rookie minicamp for the falcons and then desmond ritter you saw him at senior bowl he talked about having a playbook that looks somewhat similar to falcons so that helped him to hit the ground running a little bit as well i thought that was very encouraging in addition to some of those guys drake london desmond Ritter already having some familiarity with each other i believe using the same trainer and are ultimately going to go out to california sometime between rookie camp and training camp to really get better loved it jarvis
1: yeah it was absolutely wonderful it was it was great it was a good feeling to be back out there on the field and the smell of the fresh cut grass and the (laughs) sticky sweatiness that's going on not the sweaty but okay Okay, all right. I was like, yes, yeah, that, that's not necessarily good, but yeah, that's what <laughs> happened, though. Uh, <laughs> but it was definitely good to be back out there, and see some yeah, familiar faces, was, and get a chance to, you know, get this thing started. Because it, like the more and more these things happen, the more mm-hmm. the closer and closer we get to football. And Lord yeah. knows that is that's my sanctimony. It's type of time of year where I just kind of like, ah, I get into it. <laughs> right. Uh, one thing that didn't put me in a good place over the weekend, T, was the Braves lose. The series uh, against the San Diego Padres—it it, just—it just seems like the inconsistencies with runners in scoring position, and just—it oh, it just seems like the Braves just can't get right. Goodness yeah. gracious!
0: Yeah. I mean, it's that up and down. We talk about it being the good, the bad, the ugly. And it's almost like every time we have the good good, then we have the bad, and then we can never quite get away from the ugly. And like you, I was all excited thinking, okay, okay, Braves have a legit chance to win this series. And it was sounding like it because I was uh, listening on the radio, watching a little bit online, if you will, just kind of running around yesterday, uh, didn't get a chance to get to the park itself. But yeah, to get back in my car and hear not just that they had lost, in extras but four runs in the 11th inning I mean that was the scary part now don't get me wrong Jarvis we always try to find the positive, and there was some good that we saw there was good news about Ronald Acuna Jr. in the fact that no surgery is needed he's still just going to be day to day on that groin injury so that's still to me very encouraging Kyle Wright to be able to bounce back and this of course was yesterday I'll speak on Saturday as well but yesterday for him to bounce back after having given up six runs getting tagged for six runs his last outing but goes yes. four and two thirds Sunday with a no hitter that's pretty that's pretty impressive getting you almost to the five or six innings that Brian Sticker likes to get and of course Charlie Morton had continuing his upward trend like we saw on Saturday and finally Jarvis we got to love it you actually called this out on Friday show And and who you wanted to see do well. And we saw some good things out of William Contreras. We also both agreed that it'd be great to see something out of Dansby Swanson, two home runs, and just doing the things for the most part on defense that we we always love to see him do. So I'm going to park it right here for the good because I know there's a little bit of bad and ugly we got to talk about just to keep it real.
1: You know what? The the bad has to definitely be with uh, how they struggle so much you know with the errors right i think the, yeah. the errors and the you know, olsen swanson and riley had, had each made two errors in the series and they had one uh on yesterday against the padres and yeah. i think that was the thing that just because that's something that we assume that they're going to be right. able to do right you know right. we th- talk about the defensive efficiency of dance B. swanson and mm-hmm. and um uh, Matt Olson being a, a Gold Glove winner yeah. and how uh, Austin Riley has been so mm-hmm. solid, just a solid corner guy over yeah. there on third base. So I think though all those things that we expect them to do good, right? Like mm-hmm. We assume that that's going to be right, yeah. and and that's a, that's why I think it's it's so bad because mm-hmm. it's just like this is not supposed to be happening, right? You know, like you can be yeah. a, you be you be like the ugly. Yeah. I'm just going to let people know the ugliest def, most definitely. The, you know how they could struggle in in any uh run with runners in scoring position right but yes that's something that we've seen right that's something yeah. that we kind of understand but for mm-hmm. to see them out there making errors that's that's just unlike this team
0: yeah that that was the head scratcher for me as well because like you said with Dansby he's among the leaders in defensive effectiveness in the league and we always have had not just in the world in the runs to the world championships but the last few years, we've had conversations, nothing but positives about the Braves on defense. Again, that's our go-to. That's that's what you assume will be there. I put actually runners in scoring position in my bad because I felt like it was even uglier to see that defense to start be, to be leaky. So I kind of right. put that as my ugly because I'm like, now that is unacceptable, especially because it's, it's hard enough. Jarvis getting all of everything to function on all cylinders, right? But right. you always want your mainstay to be able to function, or at least looking at the bullpen, if you will, which have moments of leakiness too, uh, Steve, uh, Jackson Stevens. But anyway, you, know, you hope to not see that because one of the questions that I asked was, okay, so we are not panicking here, but it's May 16th. We're inching ever so close to Memorial Day, which is sort of that first line of demarcation in the season of where you are. So what are you going to do? What what are we gonna see going forward? What are we gonna see tonight? Braves won the series last weekend against the Brewers at home. Are they gonna be able to get another series win in this three game series that starts tonight? We'll see Ian Anderson. Hopefully, it's the up Ian Anderson. Right. Exactly. yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, to me that was the ugly because I'm like, come on, man, not defense. This is you guys. You hang your hat on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing that you think that needs to get corrected mm-hmm. like immediately because it seemed like it was just a lackadaisical throw when Dansby mm-hmm. Swanson made that error to Matt Olson, and you know got the got things kind of going for for the Padres so um yeah hopefully tonight they get it corrected and hopefully we see Ronald Acuna um mm-hmm. he had by the way he had just quick note he had an MRI and they said everything turned out you know fine and, and he's day-to-day so and they said that if he feels well, when he gets to the park today, he will play. So that's good news. And hopefully Ronald Cunha can give this lineup some juice that they need. Oh, yeah. That's why I left my
0: good off with that being my number one good. Like Ronald Acuna Jr. is day to day off that groin injury. Yes. That, that, that's your, To me, that was the good, the best of the good.
1: No doubt. No doubt about it. And speaking of juice, Desmond Ridders trying to bring some juice to this squad. We'll talk about why. We understand why the Falcons may have drafted them. That's next on Locked On Sports Atlanta with ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and T.
0: Hey, welcome back to ATL Day 1s. I am Tanitra, that's Jarvis, and we appreciate you guys rocking with us. And you know what? We're going to talk about what is good in Atlanta sports always. We'll tell you a little bit of the bad and the ugly as well, but we try to keep it positive here on ATL Day 1s. And you know what? If you want to hear about all the positive talk and even the keep it real talk about sports in Atlanta, check us out on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and check out everybody on the Locked On Sports Atlanta Network. And be sure to leave us a five-star review. If you like what we're doing, if you feel like it's good, then let us know that you love what we're doing. And, of course, also check us out on any and every platform where you check out your podcast. Now, a lot of you guys checked in with us this weekend as we took our very first road trip for the show up to Flowery Branch. It was day two of training camp that we had an opportunity to speak with Coach Arthur Smith. Uh, Desmond Ritter and several of the others in the class of 22, 2022. Thought everything went well. Definitely. It was exciting to be back up there. And we liked what we saw on offense, on defense. But there was one particular player that stood out to most of us, and that was Desmond Ritter. And granted, you guys can say, just like Arthur Smith said, kind of like an orientation, we know, no pads. It's almost like the underwear Olympics part two, like the combine. But sometimes there's something that you see, Jarvis, in a player, whether it's in his eyes, his mannerisms, or just his approach and what other players say that tell you he might be something special. You asked Desmond Ritter about the comparison contrast of being able to juggle the competition part of going up against Marcus Mariota to become QB1 and uh, Felipe Sparks I mean Felipe I always do that Felipe Franks you can We're tell but anyway, Felipe <laughs> Franks. and so he you know acknowledged and, re- and says he has respect for them but ultimately you asked him a great question about how he balances that competition and still vying for Q1 QB one and I also asked him a little bit about hey how do you course correct you talk about course correcting for your guys but how do you do it for yourself great answers to both questions that tell us Jarvis they might just the Falcons might just have that guy
1: and, and the reason why i asked the question is because you know those are some of the it's a culture's question like so to sure. speak right you know because you kind of get a grasp of the guy's line of thinking and how mm-hmm. he attacks certain situations yes. because a lot of times like that's that's what football is all about right mm-hmm. okay so you're looking at film and you're breaking it down and like, okay, how can I beat this guy? Or yeah. why does this guy always look this way when, when uh, in this certain coverage? Or why mm-hmm. does he play this thing uh, a certain way? You know, the why is always the important in football. And then once you figure out the why, okay, how do you plan to, to attack it? And, and I think mm-hmm. that was the main thing as far as I wanted to know is because you, it's not a unique situation, but it, mm-hmm. it is interesting, right? Because oh, one is that he's been compared to Marcus Mariota yeah. as far as, you know, the NFL comps, you know, when guys go into the draft, everybody always said, okay, well, who does he remind you of? Right. And a lot of people said Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the first things that concerned me. But, you know, and I think that –
0: Thank goodness now it's shifting to comparisons to Russell Wilson, but
1: (laughs) – Yeah, yeah. You hope hope Russell Wilson – you know, I I know that he was drafted in the third round. He's drafted in the third round. Okay, but, you know, hopefully once he gets on the field that that those comparisons start to come through Russell. But – and I think that's one thing that, you know, you you look at – as being compared to him, and then and these are Desmond Ritter's words that hey, he looked up to uh, Marcus Mariota. So, mm-hmm. and, and I think that those that's something that that speaks to you know how unique this situation is too. You know, and you got somebody that you're being compared to. You got somebody that you say you look up to, and you got somebody that's saying you're trying to take his spot. Yeah. So how do you attack that? And then I think just think the the first word that came out of his mouth was respect. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that shows the maturity, you know, that you have in, in Ritter. And I think that was one of the huge things that kind of stood out to Arthur Smith and Terry True. Fontenot that and maybe that that warranted them to, to pick him as the 74th overall pick. So I, I think that when you put all of those factors into play, I just I totally get it. Like and I, and I even said that, you know, when we were talking out there after he spoke, I was like, I understand. Sure. I get it. Yeah. I understand why they drafted that guy because he he says all the right things and he has an answer for certain things. Because, you know, sometimes if guys kind of fumble through certain things, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Especially as a quarterback because that's one of the guys on the field that always has to be on point. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And you talked about how, you know, being in the huddle and – and making sure you're calling plays, you're not fumbling through the play call. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. like if you don't know who the dog, what the play is, like how are we gonna dog gonna execute on the field, right? You know, so I, I think that with all of, with with Ritter and how he attacks situations, and I'm not sitting up here saying he's gonna be Russell Wilson. That's not what okay. I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is that this guy has all of the tools mm-hmm. to be uh to be the best player that he can be you right. know um that, that the best player that the falcons drafted to be let me say that
0: yeah and all you can hope for is someone who is as competitive as he is and day in day out goes on to the practice field and attacks the practice field just as he would a game and also my question for him was more built around okay great i'm glad that you're able to see some of the errors that players are making and just do some slight course corrects but the real mark of a true leader is then also to take a step back and say okay now when i look at that play holistically because i was under center during that play as well what is it that i can do to improve so to hear him talk about things like what understanding the signals better coming through his helmet when he's in the huddle and being able to basically communicate that and move the play forward also to be able to look at his footwork and know how important that is because timing is going to be so very critical and even thinking about him taking us kind of into the future of him having an opportunity to get his timing down with a Drake London and being able to utilize the same trainer. All of those little things to me, like you said, make me think about someone who has a vision For the holistic approach and even if you thought that he was being big and bold and kind of braggadocious saying that he's not going to stop and he's not leaving the falcons until he gets a ring no that's the kind of attitude you want somebody to have that's what you want him to have because gotta be
1: semi-crazy right
0: right you you kind of mentioned that (laughs) yeah gotta (laughs) be
1: halfway crazy (laughs) to play (laughs) football to be good at it anyway yeah
0: right and you, you do and you have to have somebody that says all day every day i wake up and i'm betting on me and that's what I walked away feeling like. Desmond Ritter is going to bet on himself every time, and I'm never mad at a person who wants to bet on themselves. Another thing that I kind of saw in him, and it's it's something that I've been playing around with really since we started our postseason, off season hawks talk. But we've then kind of morphed it into some conversation with the Falcons as well because they both kind of have the same challenge, and that is the question of whether or not they have enough dogs. On the squad to be able to also have you shaken in your boots when you see them coming, right? Right. As right. time wears on, once you know the Falcons really start to get their rhythm on both sides of the ball. So I ask that question of you. He, I don't know necessarily that he's a screamer or he talks loudly, but we don't know if he was a screamer or a cursor. He looks like he might talk a little trash, but I see something in him, Jarvis, that tells me, uh-oh, we know CP's got some dog in him. If anybody's listening to Drake London, we know he's got some edge there too. Got a little chip on that shoulder. I think I saw a little something in Desmond Ritter that might make me think he's got some dog.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's there. It's definitely there. You see it. You see why he was so successful at Cincinnati. Yes. You see the leadership skills, the the guys. It not only it's not only one thing to have leadership skills, right? Yes. It's 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 another thing to be able to lead other guys you mm-hmm. know guys that your, your peers because yeah. essentially technically you're on the same level right we're mm-hmm. equals you know we're teammates you know we're both on this team and we're signed to contracts and everything right. like that but we all know there's a tier system mm-hmm. you know and, and then for guys to know what that tier system is and still mm-hmm. be able willing to follow you as the quarterback yes. i think that says something And because you know that says something about who you are as a man you know mm-hmm. not and i think that you you saw the, saw the man too a little bit yes. more when i asked him i asked him you know because he's a, new, a father mm-hmm. you know he just he had his baby and everything and i just tell him i asked him what being a father like what has that taught you that mm-hmm. you can possibly apply to to the field and he yes. said the first thing that came out of his mouth boom patience. patience and i was just like yes you get it to my man and not only just from being a father yeah but on the field and, and, and having to deal with the offensive line that's not the best even once mm-hmm. he gets out there on the field. Like, what are you going to do when, if Jalen Mayfield is a starting left guard and he, you you know exactly that he was supposed to pick up that guy and he didn't? Like, what are you going to do? You can't just go, like, you got to look at him. Sometimes you got to look at him like he's your child and be like, I can't cuss you out. Mm-hmm. I gotta figure out how to get you right and motivated yeah. and saying, okay, it's okay, baby. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily you don't have to say baby, but it's okay. We're gonna get this thing figured out. Let's line down because we gotta go into the next play. You know, yeah. so yeah. I think being able to exercise patience is, is something that's gonna be really huge for them, for him. You know, not only on the field once he becomes a starter, but mm-hmm. but, but before then, like yeah. because we don't know, he doesn't know how long he's gonna be the backup quarterback, or if he's going if to be the backup quarterback started. for the whole year. Yeah, if he is the backup quarterback. We never know. He doesn't know. So he's going to have to practice patience alongside with, you know, keeping that mindset, that mentality, to that edge, yes. you know, and, and wanting to be a competitor, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to get to that point. So once he gets to that point, I think that it's going to be – you're going to have plenty of opportunity to exercise that skill set for sure.
0: Yeah. And you know who has not lost their edge for competing? Albert Pujols will tell you what he showed us in his competitive nature that never dies in For the Culture. Come back on the other side. It's ATL Day 1's with Tanitra and Jarvis.
1: Final segment of ATL Day 1's with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to thank you for making ATL Day 1's your first listen of the day. We appreciate you been rocking with us for the entire show. If you haven't, where have you been? Make sure you go to you know, uh, YouTube. Type in that mm-hmm. search box, Locked On Sports Atlanta, and we will pop up and let you. We are free and available wherever yeah. you download your podcast. Leave us a five star review. You know, if you don't, I will wonder about you as a person and who you are and your character. And you don't want your character <laughs> in question with us. Come on, now. We're the coolest people on the planet. Like, yeah. Last time I checked, we, uh, we made the be... coolest motherfuckers <laughs> on the planet. We are. Yeah, of course, of course, we are the coolest motherfuckers because. This is for the culture, and this is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, or whatever else we wanna just talk about. So, I thought when you sent me the story, T, I saw the video over the weekend oh, yeah. of Albert Pujols on the mound, mm-hmm. and you know, in relief. Now, just to give, I know this really doesn't matter, but, you know, just to give a, a quick quick line. You know, he, he pitched one inning, gave up three hits, Four on one runs and he walked somebody, so you know, not too great of a of an I appearance. Did. But for a guy who's just been so you know so great you know over his career, mm-hmm. like he's at six hundred and eighty one home runs, which yeah. is coming up on seven hundred. Yes, yes. May hopefully he hopefully he'll get there uh, this this year, uh, and that's an amazing achievement. You know, especially in today's game where so many guys have been in question as far as. Where they were juicing or mm-hmm. not juicing, and all that stuff. So I think for Albert Pujols to get an opportunity to do that, That kind of you know got us to thinking. Well, what would you like to? Uh, what was your your dream sub in be? You know, yeah. like get an opportunity to do. What what do you what do you think that is something that you just felt like you always wanted to do? And then if you get an opportunity to do it, you're just like okay, I want to do exactly
0: that. What, what's that for you, T? So there will be a theme here, right? Okay. So I'm, I, so I'm like edging around everything that I've always dreamt of doing, if not my real job. So first of all, this job is the dream. Let's just start right there.
1: No right? doubt, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm the sub in, finally into my own dream that has now become, I'm not just the substitute. Like Jarvis and I, we're now starters for real, for real. So no more oh, subbing no. for no. Uh, as tourist casters. But also, you know, I've been dancing, gosh, virtually all my life. So I keep like kind of tipping tipping my toe in. so for this entire last uh, basketball season, I was able to, of course, be the in-game analyst for the Hawks. but, my dressing room was with the ATL dancers whom I think those ATL hogs dancers are amazing. So just an, I'm sure there
1: are a lot of people that would agree with you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they are. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And so, and they were like my part-time stylist too, because they always gave a thumbs up to to just about every outfit. So it's a good look. But for me, just being in there, that energy, I was like, yeah, I missed this. And I've always had a dream of doing like a challenge for my other job as dancing with them, getting like one segment or something else, I'm gonna get that. You you watch and see. And then for the Falcons, I'll have an opportunity to kind of, Get going with them later today, this afternoon, because I'll be a judge for the final tryouts for Atlanta Falcons cheerleaders today. So, yeah, I'll get to go through iterations. I better watch out. Exactly. I'm like, (laughs) y'all don't know. Like, I can still dance, and yeah, I can still fit my suit, my dance suit from college. I'm just saying, yes, I can. It's still a lot of women
1: can't say that to you.
0: Right, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that is like my sub, in. and then my other sub, and Loki, is one of these good days. There used to be jars. I don't know if you knew this. There used to be a Dancing with the Stars Atlanta, and there have been like mm. these pods. Yeah, there was one in Boston, one in Chicago, as a sort of. Um, local version of dancing with the stars the national show so if it ever comes back to dancing with the stars atlanta and they decide to have some local celebrity so to speak i am lobbying for that but ultimately i would not mind doing like a a tyra banks type of turn or something like that where you start off as a dancer or even an Aaron andrews you start off as one of their celebrity dancers and then you end up as a host i'm ready i'm ready for my sub in
1: no doubt i like how you kind of Quietly refer to yourself as a local celebrity. But we I said don't get into that right? I, I, yeah, you you qualified it. Yes, yes, you did. I did. You know, yeah, you you guys know, keep these things. I, the I love it though. The, like the conference is just bleeding through the screen right now. I don't know if y'all can see it. If you're listening or watching, it is just coming through right now.
0: Like And gratefulness.
1: Yes, and gratefulness. Yes. We are definitely grateful on this show. We'll never, ever get the big head. Um no. Yeah, on this show. And uh, if we do, least.
0: I'll just slap him against his big head, and he'll <laughs> yeah. slap me against mine, and we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: That's how we get that old ATL day ones. But T, I think that is so dope. Like it's cool. But I think I'm gonna go into a, just a little bit different route, right? know okay. You know, okay. I, you know I, I always thought I could dance, but you know, not to that extreme. Um, <laughs> I think my dream subbing in would be. I've always done this. Like, this is like, you know, I'm getting I'm gonna get a little personal here. Okay. Like, you know, you you know Nate Dog, right? <clears throat> Nate Dog. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed okay. every day. You no, know, know, Nate dog. dog. That dude, Nate dog dude. the dude, the, the master hook, the hook guy. The no. hook man. He's the master, he's the most gangster hook man singing ever. dude you ever seen in your life. And those who you yes. don't know, Nate Dog has a church background. Like he grew up singing yes. in the church. And for those you don't know, I grew up you know, playing and singing in church. Yeah, you know, I played I played the trumpet for those of you don't know. I'm musically inclined. Yes, and, he And you know, I like to think I can sing. So yes, he can. my dream sub-in would be for anybody from the dungeon family to give me a phone call. Jarvis, we want you to sing a hook. And I would just I would turn into a a, a child. A seven-year-old child and <laughs> scream to the top of my lungs like ah! I would go absolutely nuts if I got the opportunity to just sing a hook, you know, um, Nate Dogg style. Of course, you know, we're cool with it. You know, not necessarily the R&B you know, but you know. My way, you know, no I like to get myself as a cool dude, so I would do the same from a singer standpoint. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it. I think that would be super dope, you know, oh, just yeah. to get on a hook or be a guy or be the guy that everybody goes to to go get a hook. Like, because I yeah. just looked at Nick Dog, I was like, man, that would be so cool for me yeah, to that do works. that. And I give it like an Atlanta flavor to it, you know, because right, he was right. West Coast, you know, and everything he was that had that type of vibe to him, mm-hmm. but you know, just to bring up an Atlanta aspect to that type of situation that would be the perfect job description and my perfect sub in
0: i get love into it there. so yeah yeah that's so he's put yeah. It out I'm there. In that. Yeah, yeah i'm putting it out there yeah. yes 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 hopefully yes. i'm a, more a,
1: hopefully i'm a, um, enough of a local celebrity to be able to get that, get that opportunity like no. you,
0: but, you yeah, know, we're, going we'll get that. There. yeah. We're, we're going with that we're, we're, that. Going, we're with that. going with that <laughs> but you know what tomorrow i want you guys to come back when hopefully Jarvis will be singing the praises of a Braves team that takes game one of the three oh, game series versus the Brewers. I'm ready yeah. for that music. Yes. Ken Anderson <laughs> on the mound tonight. We, we want Jarvis to sing their praises. We do not want Jarvis on here singing sad songs tomorrow night. So tomorrow about what the Braves do tonight. So hopefully we'll have that for you guys and any and every reaction to all things sports in the A. So as always, appreciate you guys for choosing us as your first stop for uh, everyone, everything, all things on Locked in Sports Atlanta. But make sure for your number two choice, you stop by hitting hard with John Chuckery because he's got the goods for you guys as well. So until tomorrow, be safe. It looks like we got some up and down weather. It's kind of warm out there. Enjoy yourself, and again, be safe in these streets.
1: Y'all, be, y'all come back now. You here.